I want to begin this um, episode with a disclaimer. Uh, I am going to be talking about death. I am going to be talking about grief. So if things feel a little too heavy for you right now, you can save this for later. It's definitely fine. Once it's up on the internet, it's going to be here forever. So um, you can always come back to this. The other disclaimer is, as I'm sharing what I'm going to share, um, it's not an invitation to give unsolicited advice or try and throw out your best toxic, positive platitude, looking on the bright side of whatever shit. Um, That's not what this is. That's not what I'm about or need or want. Um, And you may want to skip this episode too if um, what I just said rubs you the wrong way and, um, you know, maybe just think about why that is. Because uh, this is a tough conversation and uh, you can't magic away grief and loss with empty platitudes and toxic positivity. It's okay to feel the magnitude of of losing someone or something. There is an emptiness there now. And that's not nothing. So it's a tough thing to talk about, but probably an appropriate one at the beginning of a new year. Um, you know, beginnings can't really start unless there are ends, right? So I'm bringing this up now because there's no way that I can be on this quest that I'm on and recording this podcast about what things have been like without touching on loss because there's been an absurd amount. Um, And I know I mentioned in the last episode or maybe last couple about 
talking about London and moving forward in that direction and what that's about. And that just needs to be put on hold. Um, Because this is what's most present right now. Um, About a week ago, I was informed that a relative of mine died unexpectedly. This death is just the latest in a string of deaths that started in April 2020 for me. It's been a lot going through an endless cycle of grief for coming on three years straight. And death is not new to me. Um, It has shaped my life in innumerable ways since I was a very, very young person, probably since I was born, if I'm really being honest about it. So whenever anyone dies, no matter the familial tie or or anything, um, you know, it brings up a lot of very specific responses to death for me. Very specific and conditioned on top of just the normal, very human, and maybe not just human, there's grief and other animal species too, just very natural process that occurs when something so so sad and sudden and jarring happens. Even if we know it's coming, all the signs are there. The trips to the hospital get more and more frequent. Things just slowly start falling apart. 
it's still a shock when it happens. No one can prepare you for the cognitive dissonance of trying to make sense of, okay, but this person was just here and now... Where did they go? And there's just space left. What do What do we do with that space? And so a process begins, you know, there's the shock and like this freeze response. So the pain isn't so acute in the beginning. And then there's the thawing out and thoughts and feelings start to trickle in and some moments are fine and then the next moment it feels like you're drowning or like just like a building has collapsed on top of you. There's the feelings of dissociation and not being quite in your body. And there's, you know, making simple mistakes and getting into really uncomfortable texts where your aunt verbally shames you for shit and you just have to be the grown up in the situation because that's what you've been conditioned to do from a very inappropriate age to do so and then get gaslighted by other members of the family unintentionally recreating the whole dynamic of growing up in a family where you had to take care of the adults when, again, it was inappropriate for you to do so. You know, just normal grieving process stuff. So, yeah, um... It's been relentless. It's been really relentless. And what I am learning to undo 
and embrace for myself is is the knowing that there is no hierarchy to trauma. There is no competition when it comes to pain. I grew up in a family where when someone died, you know, my father was a spiritual leader in the community we lived in. Everything dropped. Everything had to stop. And he was just gone. And I was left with my mother who would dump all of her feelings onto me, a child. And I had to learn that I couldn't have needs, especially when someone died. That I had to be there for those who I relied on. And what I'm learning now or accepting now in myself and not being so hard on myself for is that my reality from my daily needs to the larger things that I'm suffering and going through don't just go away because someone died and to abandon myself and to abandon the reality of my life as if time just stops is not healthy, delusional at worst. Um, And that was what was expected of me for a long time and has also still, seems like it's still expected of me from, from some family members, which is disappointing and also not surprising at this point especially with the more the longer distances I take from my family of origin and those dynamics I wish time could stop. 
when someone dies. It feels like it should. I wish that things could slow down even more when that happens. But life still goes on. And that's really hard to reckon with. Even when we do pause and slow things down, time still passes. We're still living in it. We're, we are not dead yet. This is also a time where the rituals that a lot of us would typically engage in for comfort and connection at these times are unavailable. We're in a fucking global pandemic. Millions of people have died. Over 800,000 people in this country, specifically. You know. I haven't been to an actual funeral for any of the people that died in my life these past two years. It's either been on Zoom or I've had to connect with others through text or FaceTime to process. Like, it's just... It's isolating and it's weird. can't hug the people that you love. You can't receive that love from them. Very rarely. Very rarely. The only one this year where that's been possible for me uh, was in July. Uh, I've mentioned my cat Gatsby here before. He was 
my companion and one of the only stable parts of my life and sources of unconditional love for 15 years. Um, When I had to leave my home, he was and had been starting to have some issues with his health and it was nearly impossible trying to get him help especially once I knew I had to leave he um he was dealing with stomach cancer and I didn't know until it was way too late. And thankfully, I was in LA with my aunt and uncle when I had to make one of the hardest decisions I've ever made. And I'm just grateful that I wasn't alone. It's too much to lose so much and be alone. My therapist um, has said to me that funerals and weddings bring out the best and worst in people. And I've just been taking a lot of mental notes of of the people who fall on either side of that.
at times it's felt that people have become more understanding and sensitive and compassionate. And on the other Like, they are just hardened or cannot deal with any pain at all and will do whatever they can to get rid of it, even if that means inflicting more pain on others in the world. I don't have any solutions, you know, I am still peeling back the layers of what this all means for me in my life and how it's come up historically, how I I want it to be for myself moving forward. You know, but grief is not something to be afraid of. You know, grief has been a constant companion for me, especially concentrated in these past couple of years and... It's kept me grounded in what I value more. And it's let me know that what I've been through is survivable as fucked up as it is and that it's okay to both honor the magnitude of what's no longer there and what that means and to be able to keep moving mostly because I have to keep moving I keep waking up every day so you know in a way there's also just no choice (laughs) life is just there (sighs) 
my wish for this new year is for myself and for anyone else out there is to Find what is meaningful for you. And if you don't know, be open to it. Or don't. (laughs) You know, life is short. Life is way too fucking short. So, I want to say don't be a dick, but, you know, sometimes being a dick in certain contexts is important. I hope 2022 is less traumatic for us all. There. That's... That's what I'll leave this on. I hope we get a break. I hope we get a break. I hope we get a lot more hugs. I hope we get a lot of connection with people who accept us in all our humanness yeah happy new year that's all for now